most wonderful show is Keeping up with the Joneses AJ Jones Yes How are you? I'm good You look super hot Oh, thank you It's that Wonder Woman outfit Does it for me every oh. single time <laughs> Yeah I mean, I just <laughs> I have to wear it when we podcast <laughs> We've had a really transitional week We have um, It's full of highs and lows Yeah We, on the high end We said goodbye to all our students Who graduated on Tuesday night and that's kind of the low end, too. It is, also. <laughs> I know what it looks like tomorrow to go into work, and the students aren't there. And it feels weird. It feels weird for at least a month. It does, because we're not... Teaching. We're, yeah, we're not teaching 10 times. We're, we're teaching maybe once. I was just thinking how weird Sunday felt, because I came home from church, and I didn't have to think, oh man, I have to polish off six teachings before <laughs> I go to bed tonight. <laughs> so, well, there's a high and a low in that, too, but... yeah. Yeah, Tuesday night we did a graduation. It was great to see the hall full with students and with friends and family. Yeah, and it was that, amazing. That was incredible. So big congratulations to all our graduates who graduated Tuesday night. You did great. You did awesome. You really well did. done. Yeah. And a huge thanks to all our staff as well. I, I was thinking if if we could have done graduation again, I think I would have labored the fact that the students would have got nothing were it not for our incredible staff. Yeah. We, I mean, we, we can't do the school without them. No, and Jeff and Becky were very kind in honoring us, but the real honor goes to our staff and to our small group leaders. Yeah. Who, I, I think it was, I forget who it was that told us this great example, that often in ministry, you look like you're the person on the top of like a carnival float, just waving at people. Right. And everyone's like, oh, you did right. such a good job on that carnival float. But in reality, there's like a hundred people on bicycles underneath the carnival float making <laughs> the making thing it move. Go. Yeah. And, you know, that's our staff. They're so hardworking. Yeah. And it's a fifth year that we've done the school. It was the first year we started a second year. And we had new staff. They just got thrown in. And uh, we're so proud of our staff. Yeah. They're absolutely The pace incredible. was crazy and we all made it. I know so. it's going to be pina coladas tomorrow. So. Ay, caramba. <laughs> la, 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 la. Actually, everybody <laughs> asks us, oh, so when the students aren't there, like you guys just... Well, they go, like, what do you do? Super mellow. Like, you know, do you have anything? Like, what do you do? And I'm like, oh. One of the first things we do is we review every piece of feedback we get. Yeah. And then we tweak everything and get ready for everybody who's coming in September. Which yeah. we're super excited about. But we also have other jobs. That, we do. That yeah. are sort of semi on hold for the eight months of the school. And the minimum is being done. And then now we get to get caught up. You know, on the topic of our amazing staff yeah, and on the topic of other areas of responsibility, mm-hmm. Michelle Vouter spoke on Monday Night Amity. She did a fantastic she job. She was astonishing. Yeah. Teaching on peace. Growing peace. We'll put a link in the show notes. If you didn't get to see that, it's an excellent practical teaching on how to develop more peace in your life. And Michelle is such a carrier of peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. And watching her talk about that was awesome. Yeah, she's somebody you need to watch on video and not just listen to an audio. Yeah. Because she's super animated. Yeah, her arms and everything. I'm coming up with my own impression. Her arms. Well, she does this thing with her arms where she goes like this. See? If you were watching me on video, you'd know what I was saying, but this is a podcast. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Um, imagine AJ in a contorted <laughs> fashion, and that's Michelle Vouters, apparently. <laughs> Let's skip the rest of our week, because it was just busy. Uh, there was some respite in that we had some surprise visitors from Toronto when I for dinner with them, but let's go straight to Friday. Friday. What happened Friday? <gasps> 
Friday was a beautiful day. Is that because you have an amazing husband who surprised you with something? It is. You took Let, me. Let's talk oh. about me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> you randomly came up with the idea. There was no randomness. Well, you've never done it before, so I it felt random. You. <laughs> yes. You surprised me with a spa day. That's right. Yes. We got mani patties. Um, no. But that's okay because I don't really love people touching my feet. Right. Um, but we got massages in the same room. <laughs> what? Why does that sound so creepy? I don't know. A couple's massage. Okay, you yeah. could have said couple's massage. <laughs> we paid two random strangers to touch us. <laughs> it is kind of weird when you think about it, though. It's really weird. It's like, hey, here's some money. Rub me. <laughs> But it's totally fine because right. my wife's lying next to me. Right. It's, yeah. Anyway. Yes. Well, what's weirder is having not been in a spa before. So you go into separate locker rooms, obviously. So there's a men's room and a ladies' room. And you get changed. You put on this robe that you hope somebody has washed. <laughs> right. That was the first I thought. Know, I did think head, that too. I was like, like oh, right. I wonder if they steam these or if they just like wash them okay, in the Okay, so water. you're wearing this robe. And then one <laughs> of the staff members comes and gets you. And they take you through to a, what is called a co-ed relaxation room. <laughs> but there's nothing. It's not called a co-ed relaxation It is in all the it, literature. It doesn't say co-ed on it. It, it just does. says relaxation no, lounge. It's a co-ed relaxation lounge, lounge, which is way too glamorous a term <laughs> for what is otherwise somebody's living room that's slightly dark <laughs> while mostly undressed people with robes that don't fit properly or clothes <laughs> are sitting in armchairs while waiting for your massage right and then nobody's talking and you're not supposed to use your phones so everybody's just sort of staring at each other and they're playing music which i can only describe as soaking music without any anointing <laughs> so it's just super annoying so we decided to call it the lounge of awkwardness <laughs> so awkward because anybody who sat down or stood up, I was like, I, I, I don't know where to look because <laughs> the, the robe, oh, good Lord. So there was nothing relaxing about that part. No. At all. No. But then we had... But there was frou-frou water that was, tasted kind of like orange or something. <laughs> like orange with smiling geraniums or something. <laughs> and then And then, yeah, you go into this dark room and I, this is sounding so morbid and <laughs> Well, you know, if anybody's had a massage, you know that usually the room is sort of darker. Yeah. But it was at the Gaylord Opry, which in itself is a great place. Yeah. I, I love going there. But let's gloss over that. That just sounds weird <laughs> and dark. No, it was good. It was good. And then afterwards, um, there was like saunas and a eucalyptus steam room, which... When the steam first started firing, I thought something was horribly wrong and I was going to cook alive and I almost ran out of the steam room. <laughs> but then I decided it must be safe, but it was a little scary. Right. Mm -hmm. But then mm -hmm. it got better because on Friday and Saturday of this week, we were doing our load day. So we have finished the first part of our diet, which was basically lose a lot of weight, maintain that weight loss for 30 days. And you Which could be did. done. You could be done at that point, but we decided to go for another round. So in yes. order to do that, you have to do two days of loading where you're trying to fuel your body with as much fat as possible, mm -hmm. which I took as a personal challenge. Yes, you did. Yeah. And I thought, I'm going to defend my family's honor. How I will get fat. So <laughs> we went to Bar Taco and 
and yes. feasted. Yes, we did. And it was super good. And then, babe, remember, we uh, we almost ran out of power in the leaf on the way home. Right. Talk about that. <laughs> well, in the morning, you had said, should we take the minivan? And I said, oh, we'll be fine. Um, so, yeah. So when we were getting bar taco, I realized we were not going to be fine. And so we drove around and we tried to find a charging station, but to our chagrin, there was, um, the charging stations we found all had motorized vehicles parked in them. We have petrol based vehicles parked in electrical vehicle parking only. Right. So after you hit their taillights with a crowbar that we keep in the the trunk of our car for such purposes, (laughs) we moved on. Yes. So uh, we went to a couple different places and then we sort of inched our way down Hillsborough Road and around Mackatcher. Well, you thought, you thought we'll be fine. Yeah. I thought we'll just make it home. And actually, true to your prophecy, we did. Yes. But it was somewhat scary to watch you go from 10% to 8% you to were 5%. Panicked. You're to... like, babe, put your arms out the window and flap. <laughs> Something's got to work here. I was like, babe, we're going to be fine. No, I just started speaking in tongues. But literally, <laughs> you did as, we, at one point. as we rolled into our driveway, it it had... Everything was flashing. Everything and we was were flashing. on 0%, 0 miles. As we actually, as we drove into our subdivision. And then Saturday, you were out all day at a Pearl event. We'll talk about that in a second. Okay. I stayed home and yeah. made cupcakes and Madeline's with the girls and filmed it. They've been watching YouTube kids a lot. Yeah. So they now want to be on YouTube. So I spent the whole day filming. <laughs> I haven't edited it yet, but yeah. they just love it. Yeah. And they're so cute. And they made awesome cupcakes. Yeah. Talk about the Pearl event. The Pearl event, uh, it was a women's event that I was invited to speak at. And um, Crystal Black was speaking there as as well as Alex Seeley from The Belonging uh, and a couple of others. And um, it was it was great. It was a women's event. There was over 100 women. I don't know how many. It was a long day though, wasn't it? It was a long day. Uh, because of the marathon and the event started at nine, uh, I wasn't sure what traffic would be like. I don't. I don't really know downtown Nashville that well. So we left at seven thinking, okay, we'll get there by eight or eight fifteen or right. whatever. And we got there at like 20 to eight. So. And you got, didn't leave until 7 p.m. Uh, 7.30. Yeah. So we were there almost 12 hours, uh, which, you know, it was great. And, and the Holy Spirit totally showed up and um, we did a fire tunnel slash pearl tunnel. They got pearls at the end of the fire tunnel and, um, so there was there was lots of uh, high points, and the worship was fantastic. Um, yeah, so it was fun. It was and then good. Saturday night, we got to go for sushi. We did. Because if you're going to have a load day, and you can't eat anything you want, you know what I want is sushi. Right. And if the goal is to eat fat, let's eat fatty fish. Yes. And tempura fried vegetables. Yes. Although neither of us finished our food, because oh, it was just like, so oh, I can't food. do this. Ridiculous. Yeah, it was bad. Speaking of food, we're going to segue into our main topic, but I want to let you know that at the end of this podcast, we're going to be talking about giving away donuts, coffee, burgers, books, all the good things that fuel our life. We're going to be talking about that at the end of this podcast, talking about how we can fuel you with the stuff that fuels us. So stay tuned for that. Oh. All right. Our main topic for this (laughs) week, my darling. Yes. Is I want to talk a little bit about learning. Okay. Within the context, we've just finished eight months of doing the school 
And I thought we would pause and reflect on what it's like, not what it's like running a school, but what are some of the observations we've made as we've watched hundreds of people learn stuff. Yeah. And kind of share some of that. I remember when I was in, in teacher training college, I, I did my degree. I left. I wanted to be a computer person. God had other plans. I went back to do my postgraduate in teaching. And I had a, a lecturer there. He was actually a tutor for a while. A great man who's now no longer with us. Uh, I hope he met Jesus. I gave him a copy of C.S. Lewis' book. He was an atheist at the time when I met him. But anyway, I digress. His name was Dr. Tom Conlon. Mm. And he, uh, very early on, he wrote up this formula on, on one of the whiteboards that said learning and then an equal sign and then experience plus reflection. His whole premise was you only learn when you reflect on an experience you had. So here we are. We've got five years of running a school under a belt. Mm-hmm. Let's reflect on some of the experiences we've had and see if we can help people and ourselves learn stuff. Yeah, come on. It'd be great. Winston Churchill said this. He said, the most important thing about education is appetite. And I'd probably start there. I, I think in in watching students come and get their lives transformed, it it's true no matter where you apply this, but basically what you put in determines what you get out. Yeah. And yeah, it's the hungry ones that get the most out of anything. Right. Yeah. The biggest change comes from the biggest hunger. Yeah. We had Dick Joyce with us this morning. Yeah. Speaking at Grace Center. And he did something brilliant. He said, you know, before I speak, can you stretch out your hand to me and and, and we're going to pray for me? And mm-hmm. he said, we're going to do this for two reasons. He said, one, I want you to pray and ask God to fill the person he sent to speak to you this morning, which I loved. And he said, the second thing is you're stretching out your hand towards me because we don't want to be passive listeners this morning. You want to reach in and you want to grab something from God. And yeah. I thought, that's amazing because the difference between hungry people and people who aren't hungry is the hungry people are looking for food. The other people are indifferent about whether food arrives at them. Right. Hungry people are not apathetic and they're not sort of like going through the motions. They're actually looking to get what they can right. out of each experience. Because I realize I can be guilty of that. I, mm-hmm. I realize that especially as a teacher, if somebody doesn't teach me in the way I want to be taught, I I find it very difficult to feed myself. Right. And I can just kind of tune out, get bored, switch off. But actually, my hunger level isn't dictated by somebody else's teaching level. Right. right. If you're hungry, you're going to find scraps. Yeah. Wherever they may be. And actually, even if you go into you know any event, whether it's a service or school or whatever, and just say, you know, Holy Spirit, would you help me mine for what you have for me today? Right. And, you know, and stay open. He helps you with that, even when the teaching style is something that isn't typically conducive to how you learn. Right. And the truth is you can learn something from everyone. Sure you can. Yeah. You know, there's a strange phenomenon that probably everybody's seen, and we've probably experienced it in our own lives, that we go to a conference or we go to a retreat or maybe we go and do a school and we experience this mountaintop high while we're there. But then if we're honest, when we look back on our lives afterwards, there's a danger that we can plummet into a valley. Right. And one of the strangest dynamics that we've seen is that sometimes those that burn the brightest tend to burn out after the, after the experience. So what would you say are some of the things that you can implement to make sure that you know what you have becomes a lifestyle and wasn't just an event well i mean maintaining intimacy after the event whatever that may be whether it's a conference or a school or whatever that that you learn to feed yourself and you learn to check in with yourself 
and make sure that you're still in line with what God's asking you to do and who he's asking you to be. I wonder if the reason that we experience a mountaintop in the first place is because we've actually put a draw on the anointing of God. Right. I, I forget who taught me this, but they said, you know, there's only some stories I can tell at conferences that I can't tell on a Sunday morning. On a Sunday morning, it hasn't cost anybody to show up. Right. So yeah, no faith sense. level is activated. It's just like, nah, go on, entertain me, do something. Right. But when you go to a conference that's cost you, I don't know, maybe a couple hundred dollars, you've placed a couple of hundred dollars value in your expectation. So when you go, you're hungry. Right. And and if you think about the events that we've gone to or the conferences or the schools that we've done, it's a big shift. You're like, I'm taking time out of my work, my career. I've maybe paid hundreds, if not thousands of dollars. Now I want something. You know, so yeah. you've set aside time. You basically prioritize God and your finances and your time. And as a result, you kind of get what you paid for in a right. sense. I wonder if there's a way that you can do that in normal everyday life. Well, again, I think you can probably ask the Holy Spirit to help you stay hungry and stay open, but it's probably going to take more effort. I remember when the Holy Spirit fell in our church one Sunday morning. I wasn't actually there, so this is me talking about hearing it from Pastor Jeff. But Marcus Hendrickson, who's our director of technical services at, at Grace Center, just a genius in his own right, was speaking to Jeff, Pastor Jeff, afterward. And... Jeff was wondering, you know, do we do we do another service tonight? And so he said, Marcus, what do you think? Do you think we should do another service tonight? And Marcus said, well, I think, and then just fell down and just began to weep. And Jeff was like, oh, my gosh, I wonder what's happened. Is everything okay? And mm. when they got Marcus off the floor, Jeff said, I didn't hear what you said. And Marcus said, I think God's worth more than our inconveniences. Yeah. And that that's what I mean when you when you get excited about what God is doing, you tend to prioritize him in a way that supersedes your inconveniences. Mm -hmm. So if you think back to Toronto, mm -hmm. it's not convenient to fly to the other side of the world. You think about all the people who came from England or Australia or Korea or all over the world. They're going and they're purposing in their heart to find and to be touched by God. Mm -hmm. I wonder what it would be like if we woke up each day thinking, God, I'm going to find you today. I'm going to have an encounter with you today. I'm going to learn something new about you. Right. It'd probably be a lot more fun. Oh, I'm excited to try that this week. Let's do it. Do you think we have to wait till tomorrow morning? Um, I mean, maybe, <laughs> but that's just because it's just us awake now. <laughs> the things we tell people to, to do to keep what they've got are stuff that all of us can do immediately. It's, it's things like cultivating a devotional life of, of worship and prayer and journaling and rest. Dick Joyce, I mentioned earlier, who was a speaker at Grace Center this morning, said something so profound. He said, the disadvantage of coming to a church like Grace Center is it's entirely possible that you can come once a week and warm your hands on the fire of somebody else's intimacy and go away all week and not notice that you're in lack. Right. And I was like, oh my yeah. gosh. So good. Because there's a danger you can confuse anointing with momentum yeah, and realize that actually I'm sustaining my spiritual growth off of other people's testimonies, other people's revelation, not my own. Yeah. Or you can confuse time spent at church with time spent with God. Oh, stop it. Now you're meddling. <laughs> well, I went to church on Sunday and on Wednesday night. Oh. <laughs> what do you think is one of the, the death knells? To growth in God. Unteachableness. Oh, for sure. 
I think sometimes we've, we think we've heard it all and somehow that comes across. That's such a dangerous trap, isn't it? It is. It really is. And it's, kind of dishonoring i mean how could how could we possibly have heard it all what did david campbell say he taught the second year something about that he he said whenever you hear something that you've heard before all god's doing is building a stronger wall so he said you know a brick layer just puts the same type of bricks on top of the other bricks and it just builds a wall a, a taller wall right and so he was talking about how god lays precept upon precept upon precept that's the fun thing about listening to different people teach the same thing. Mm-hmm. So you could listen to, for example, David Wagner teach on the introduction to prophetic ministry, and you could listen to Gary Morgan, and you could listen to James Gall, mm-hmm. and you could listen to John Paul Jackson, and they might be sharing much of the same wisdom and revelation, but they're all going to have completely different perspectives, completely different nuggets, completely different insights on the same information. Yeah. And then you get to kind of build your understanding from there on the stuff that right. God impacts you with out of what they've taught. I was speaking to Gary Morgan this weekend and he, as Gary always does, had this brilliant saying, he said that there's a danger that you can confuse knowledge with knowing. And he said, a lot of people are content to fill their head with knowledge, but it's not the same as knowing, you know, having lived it, having an experience. Right. And uh, yeah, that's a big trap. I thought the other trap is isolation, you know, withdrawing. Yeah. So we see that a lot. Sometimes our students are, you know, it's a pressure cooker being at the school. Yeah. And we provide a very intentional community. And for whatever reason, and I get it, you know, if you're of a personality where you're like, okay, I'm all people doubt, I can understand the need to just rest and recharge. But if you don't rejoin community, Man, isolation can be a breeding ground for sin. Yeah, it's super dangerous. Because you're your own worst counselor. And when you've isolated yourself, then you pull away. And you're the only one that is counseling you. And you can end up way down the road before you realize that you're on the wrong road. One of the things I learned to do a while ago, I don't know who taught me this, was the whole thing of a relationship audit. And the basis was look around at the people that you're with and ask yourself, do I want to look like them? Because if not, you might need to add some healthy people to your relationships. That's good, babe. Yeah, I think it was David Molnar who posted on Instagram that you are you become the average of the five people you hang around with most. Which wow. I, I don't know if it's true or not, but there's certainly that element, the birds of a feather flock together. Mm-hmm. So it's just one of the things we encourage all our students and I'd encourage all our listeners is be plugged into a local church. Yeah. Be, don't just attend a local church, be part of that church, serve, because truly you only get to keep what you give away. Yeah. And that's how you grow too. That's how you continue to grow. I think as I'm thinking about, you know, obviously having graduated year one and even I think how many year one students have we graduated to no date, idea. something like 300. Okay. I just, I would, if you're listening, I'd love to encourage you if you've graduated year one to pray about year two, because I honestly think that the transformation is as significant coming out of year two as it is out of year one. And just even the Bible piece and understanding, you know, where things come from and why they're written the way they are and how do we properly interpret it is is gold but then add to that it's a whole bunch of different speakers it's leadership focused and everybody i think is called to be a leader in their own arena 
So I don't think it's ever a loss to go and learn about how to lead people well when actually we're called to lead in the body of Christ. Well, the other thing is our school isn't a ministry school per se. It's not training for ministry, it's training for life. Right. So we're all called to be leaders. I mean, primarily we lead ourselves, but we'll be leaders of our family, we'll be leaders of our yeah. department, our shift. You know, this one of the things we try and stress to our students is in, in the Lord's eyes there's no difference between the spiritual and the secular. Yeah. Once you're saved, you're in full time ministry. Yep. But your harvest field might look like your office rather yeah. than a third world nation. Yeah. And your podium might be your lunch table speaking to your colleagues, not a church podium. Right. And so we try, especially in first and in second year, really focusing on transferable life skills that that work wherever. We you know teach a week on how to handle humans because shock, you're surrounded by them mm-hmm. and they don't come with a <laughs> manual. Yeah. And people are weird. I mean, if you think about it, the only normal person is the person you see in the mirror. Am I right? Um, Sure. (laughs) I was going to say, well, sometimes I can see more than one person in the mirror, depending on how many people are in the bathroom, but not the point. (laughs) So yes, if you've done first year, we'd love to encourage you to do second year. And if you haven't done first year, we'd really encourage you. There's so many great schools that we know of. Tons. I'd, I'd encourage you to and research them all. Yeah. And pray and and just say, Lord, you know, here's the deal. You can always invite God into the process. I hope you will. uh, And just ask him, Lord, would you make a way? Like if there's a place that touches on your heart, it doesn't, I'm not just talking about our school, any school, you know, if you're like, oh, I'd love to go to Bethel or I'd love to go to Toronto or I'd love to, you know, start talking to the Lord about that and ask him to help you make a way and then take the next steps, talk to whoever needs to be talked to and get their, get their input. I remember when I was planning on going to Toronto. And so, again, like AJ said, if you're thinking about doing YWAM, if you're thinking about doing Bethel or Worship You or Toronto School of the Heart or any of these schools, they're amazing. It's an amazing opportunity to invest a relatively short amount of time into what God could do next for you. Yeah. And and you, you see rapid transformation in your life. That's what I love about these things. But I remember speaking to one of the elders in my church back in Scotland saying, you know, I don't know, I'm not sure if this is the Lord or not. And Morag said, uh, she said, Alan, you know what, if it isn't, it's only five months of your life. You've just had an extended vacation in Toronto, come back, pick up your life where you left off. And I thought, oh, that's great wisdom. So put in perspective, right. but yeah, pray about it. And and then, so where you want to go, head towards that direction and see what sort of favor opens up for you with your boss and you know, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. All right. I want to talk about donuts. Donuts. And coffee. And coffee. That sounds like two of my favorite things. Mm. We should talk about donuts and coffee. Well, here's the thing. We, last week, recorded our 100th episode. This is episode 101. Mm -hmm. And the state of our life, busyness, getting sick, graduation, we didn't get to do anything to celebrate it. So here's what we've done. To celebrate 100 episodes, we want to give away $100 worth of donuts or coffee or juice or burgers and for those of you who are like, yeah, but we're not in Franklin. We can't visit all these places. Don't worry. We've got... You can move here. You, oh, I mean, You can move mind. here. <laughs> and in the meantime, we've got $100 worth of iTunes or Amazon gift cards. We'll build it however you want to be blessed. So here's what we want to do is we would love to hear from you about how we're doing on a podcast. Because actually, we record these episodes for you guys, for our listeners. So... If you would take some time just to tell us how we're doing, how we can serve you guys better, 
it would be a huge blessing for us. April, the month that's just passed, was the highest month of listeners we've ever had. And we love that you tune in every week. And we really want to build a better podcast for you. And in order to say thank you for listening, we want to give you an opportunity to get one of these gift cards to be able to um, bless yourself, fuel yourself with the same stuff that fuels us. Basically, if, <laughs> if you look at our credit card statement each month, yeah, you, yeah. you would see... <laughs> $5, Five Dollars Bakery, Honest Burger Roasters, up. Burger Up, Franklin Juice, Franklin Juice, Amazon, and iTunes. So we want you to live some of that. Oh, dear. So here's how you do it. You go to alanandaj.com slash survey. That's alanandaj.com slash survey. Give us your honest feedback. It can be anonymous if you prefer. But if you want a chance to win one of those $100 worth of our favorite things, at the end of the survey, you have an opportunity to give us your email address. And if you get picked at random, you'll have a chance to win the stuff that fuels this podcast. For a link to that survey, or for anything that we mentioned in this week's episode, head over to alanandaj.com slash 101. Thank you so much for listening and for just being a part of our little podcast world. We know that there's people that listen from all over the world, and we just want to say thank you for tuning in. So if you could go over and fill out that survey, that would be awesome. And and we look forward to talking to you next week. Faith, life, communication, tacos and video games. Paleo donuts and the kindness of God are things we deal with every day. From Franklin, Tennessee They are just like you and me Alan and AJ Keeping up with the Joneses Keeping up with the Joneses Sharing their life experiences Keeping up with the Joneses Keeping up with the Joneses They talk about faith in God And everything under the sun If you are a human being There's something here for everyone